Welcome to a dialogue on accountability in the digital age. A dialogue with representatives of a global, multi-stakeholder community. And I'm your host, Fritz Bussemaker, and today I'm delighted and privileged to have a conversation with Rosa Maria Delgado. Uh, Rosa, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much, Fritz. Allow me to introduce uh, Rosa Maria Delgado. Uh, she's a native from Peru, but temporarily living in Switzerland and is an independent ICT strategy consultant and a domain main expert. She have a very strong and long track record in uh, domain names and has worked on a number of organizations, including CETA, the Internet Society, ITU, and the IP version six task force. And she helped create the Peruvian, Swiss, and Egyptian IP six task forces. Uh, she's the president of the IP6 forum in Peru and a member of the International Cyber University Advisory Board uh, and a recognized world leader in IP6 and currently working uh, with the national government uh, of Peru on its AI strategy. So Rosa, again, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Fritz. Good morning. <laughs> As mentioned in my introduction, uh, you are a domain main name expert. Uh, makes me curious, how does one become a domain name expert? How, what, what was your path to get there? Well, it was very interesting because uh, it happens that in, in 2000, before the 2000 actually, uh, we had .com, .net, .org. And I think it was not enough for the internet community, which it was growing a lot. And also it was really, there was no really um, a crystallization of, of the a personality of companies or entities into the domain name because domain name is actually a market is a, is a presentation of, of, of you, of the company, of the country. And uh, so then um, I entered to work uh, in CETA and uh, it was just when the, the United States and uh, um, actually um, started to think and um, enlarge the domain names uh, system and um, Aero was a, a possibility, one, uh, you know, one domain name for the industry, which was Aero. We actually first thought about air, uh -huh. air transport, air thing, and, uh, and it was not taken because air belongs to everybody, as we say by ICANN. <laughs> and uh, Aero was more close, and it actually was Binton said, he said, I think Aero will be better than, uh, than uh, Air. And uh, that's it. Uh, well, in, uh, of course, uh, I'm an engineer uh, for background. I have a background from Peru and also in England. So um, I thought it was really good to have at that point of time to go, not only was the domain name system as a technical person, but also as a political thing. It was really taken as a really very political issue. Um, and uh, again, um, the emerging countries are not represented. At that time, so we saw many names, uh, mm -hmm. and I went, we went for Aero, and many other names were created. Now has stopped the process by ICANN because actually there are many domain names. But I think the thing will start again, and the, the future of a domain name will be cities like dot rio in latin america exists only dot rio rio de janeiro new york dot mad dot madrid dot amsterdam i think there is up the, dot amsterdam i'm not sure right now but uh, uh, so 
it is about the smart cities will be uh, really help a lot to have in their own domain names. Okay, so that, that was just a, a matter of being at the right place at the right moment uh, that you exactly. got involved in this whole uh, concept of uh, domain names. Uh, exactly, because I never thought before to do it. It was just the moment came and we were very interesting. And Geneva was a big player into the domain system development. Mm -hmm. So then why not? We, and it was, Geneva it was as a city or Geneva as a location where we have a lot of UN agencies? Well, uh, Geneva as a city, but especially because United Nations, mm -hmm. because ITU, because ITU was playing a really big uh, role into this developing of the, uh, the new space. And uh, we had some, uh, uh, the, the white letter, the green letter, etc. So then that was, that was uh, started all the international community of course they didn't want to meet in the united states because we were trying to get out of this uh, uh, monopoly actually of domain names so the best place at that moment was uh, decided that geneva was the best place because itu was there and actually itu at the end was not really a player so <laughs> uh, many things happened i think it was very interesting i've been very interesting always in started new thing and that was something completely new political technical opportunities for people etc so now it was a great moment great moment okay uh now um just to, uh, to take the audience with that development we, we all heard about this but just get a little bit of background uh now when uh, DARPA at the time uh, developed uh, the internet. Uh, they also developed the IP version four protocol and they had roughly 4 billion addresses to be designed. Okay. I can imagine at the time uh, that seemed like enough. Uh, well, very quickly it became apparent we need more. So the IP version six allows for uh, I can't even pronounce that a number, but uh, three times 10 over 38, that's just- Billions and trillions. Billions and billions and billions, billions. of uh, addresses. Even that's such a high number. Do you think that is enough for how the internet's developing at the moment with the whole emergence of uh, the internet of things? Well, uh, last year, actually, when we were in, uh, in the IEEE meeting, the, the general meeting in Hawaii, uh, uh, it was uh, the Binton Surf, as you know, the father of the internet was there. And somebody asked, if you were, if you are back into years uh, 75, 1975 or, or 80, when uh, the internet started, how we will start, we will start the same way he said, no, I probably will not take it IPv4, but I will start with IPv6 already. Because at the moment, it's like with COVID, uh, we're trying to think in, in, in the beginning of COVID, we, we had no information. And actually at that time in, uh, in the United States, they thought that there will be only mainframes and will never will be PCs at home. So what for you created trillion or trillion of addresses? I think it was the circumstances. Right now, we believe that IPv6 will cover the, the requirements of uh, internet uses for the next 50 years, 100 years, we know, but uh, is how the internet will evolve. Many times I think, are we going to have in 50 years internet? 
who knows? I mean, maybe other technology will come. Uh, so, yeah. so definitely uh, for the time being, IPv6 is necessary. And I think many people call it new internet, myself as well, many times. Uh, this is not new. It started in, in the year 1999 was released by the IETF, you know, the Internet uh, uh, Engineering Task Force. Um, uh, so, at that time, uh, um, every, everybody thought that it will be taken immediately, mm -hmm. but not even Europe. As you know, it's not emerging countries only, but IPVC has been taken apart from the United States, who just finished the, the transition to IPV6 uh, last year. I mean, it's a big step. It's, it's not easy. And if the time continues to go, it will be even more difficult. However, it will be cheaper because now most of the equipment software are ready for IPv6. But how can we think to go to 5G, artificial intelligence, um, blockchain, uh, IoT, uh, I, 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 uh, intelligence, uh, artificial intelligence with IoT, with medical things, etc. If the infrastructure doesn't have enough addresses, so I think it's a, it's a point of. Uh, I think I think right now we are in the point that many countries, Europe, I'm participating in some meetings at Etsy, and frankly. Um, countries are moving now. So Rosa, you just raised a very fundamental uh, issue in the sense that uh, we can um, have all the wishes for a digital transformation of society. We all want to go to AI, make use of the blockchain and any other digital technology out there. But if I understand you correctly, if we don't take care of the very fundamental, uh, then it's not going to happen. Is that right? That's right. Uh, as I said before, um, I, exactly, um, you know, many, well, many several countries like uh, China, United States, and uh, Japan. Japan is the country who's been going very, very fast on IPv6, and that was from 2000. They already had uh, uh, the city of, of uh, Tokyo connected to IPv6. Uh, they are even, they, I must say that even in Peru and in, in many countries that operators are moving, are transferring to IPv6, I'm not, they're not telling anything. And this is fantastic because if you, uh, if the users do not even take care of the change, it means the transition has been gone. And I think there are more than we think um, uh, countries and cities more moving, transferring to IPv6. However, uh, the majority of countries, not even in Europe, um, we have understood the process. But in this case, I think, and that's try something I'm trying to sell very much into emerging countries. This is our opportunity because we don't have, I mean, uh, United States spent 15 years to do the step, the transition to IPv6. Hasn't finished yet. Huh? It's almost 80%, 90% or something like that. But what happened with emerging countries and even developing countries, since all the equipments are already ready for IPv6, why not to start the leapfrog? Why not to move immediately? Because we don't have that many infrastructure to transfer. Uh, uh, start to build the new system, the new software, the new uh, everything which is new 
on IPv6 already. And uh, no easy to pass message, but I think that some countries already think. But this will be an opportunity for emerging countries, for example. Okay, it's, it's good to hear that, the opportunity to leapfrog and uh, move into the 21st century uh, as a developing country. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, so because we're talking in the context of we want to keep uh, the digital technology accountable, uh, specifically also the internet. Um, can you comment on uh, how does a, a, a uh, a trans uh, information to IP th uh, version six. Uh, how does that keep the internet and t technology accountable? Does it have a role? Yeah, probably the, the major thing will be transparency, uh, you know, to start to build the system. The government needs, uh, you know, uh, government systems, go, uh, government framework, government uh, platforms. And why not to go directly to artificial intelligence to intern to uh, internet of things but for that you will need ipv6 uh, that will help a lot on the transparency way because uh, uh, the way how these uh, these systems are built they really invite a lot to transparency however transparency doesn't only i mean the systems are ready but are the people ready uh, the politicians ready and uh, I think it's, it, this is a, a big problem because why in many countries we don't have really a government systems up to date in emerging countries. It's because um, politicians or governments, they're not really interested to go in. And this is, this is a big problem because in one way they're not transparent, in another way the, the citizens don't, are not allowed to use the new technology, the latest technology, they don't have facilities. I mean, why to have to go still to, to a, a, a lawyer to do some papers when you can really push it from your, you know, from your uh, computer from home? And uh, there's already a lot of developments in, in emerging countries, actually, but in the whole, they're not interested to do that because transparency means is uh, really, uh, I mean, you know, as you know, corruption is, uh, well, emerging countries, we are not a monopoly of corruption. Used to be, and now corruption is everywhere. And other countries really want to show, want to, to share lot of information with the citizens i think this that's not that's not the issue okay so i'm hearing you saying basically two things as if i uh, uh summarize this first of all uh, I, uh version six requires quite a big investment uh so you need to be able to make that investment but also i'm hearing you saying that uh actually by, as version six uh, facilitates transparency, more transparency, uh, you see that organizations or the powers that be uh, actually try to push that back because it's bringing them in a position where it's gonna to be too transparent and it, it, will, it will allow a citizen to do it differently than with the current systems. 
Mm -hmm. That's true. But actually, um, uh, I mean, do we need a big uh, investment today on IPv6? Five years ago or 10 years ago, I will say yes. Nowadays, I think it's more than investment. We need willing, willingness from operators, willingness for, from government to push for that. I mean, operators sometimes, if, if, the, if the users don't ask for that, don't ask, I mean, an, an user will never go to an operator say, can I, can I have IPv6? Uh, that's the point. If they want better, you know, a system which are uh, faster, which are more effective. We have, uh, you know, and that is provided by IPv6 actually. And so then uh, operators in general, especially we say in emerging countries, which are not very pushy into these new technologies because uh, uh, there is no return, return on investment for operators. And uh, so why not to leave it for later and later? I think it also depends on governments. If the government will say really to the operators trying to really organize, make the planification for the future and see the importance. If the government will understand, I work a lot on, uh, on sensibilization with governments because sometimes you go to a place where uh, you want to uh, uh, do the transition to IPv6 and you want to do some presentations and you're really looking for, for the heads of government, for the head authorities, to understand what's IPv6, what is artificial intelligence, because normally they say, well, just talk to my engineers. <laughs> and then I said, I'm sorry, the engineers, they already understood. I want you to understand because this is whoever the authorities will give, you know, uh, will make decisions and will give the budget. So they, but they don't, don't want to understand. They don't want, I think in some, some uh, countries nowadays, you, you see uh, the ministers to talk about technology. This is great when the, the politicians talk about technology, but the majority, they just don't, don't do it because they don't understand. And that is really bad for, for the country because if they don't understand, they don't make the effort to talk to operators or citizens or, you know. So it's a vicious circle that at the end that is really, lower down in, in, in emerging countries and developing countries even worse, I mean, to go to the next step in technology. Wow, so uh, a word which you repeat quite a lot, it's uh, understand or lack of understanding. So uh, is then a simple solution basically educating uh, government officials, educating society on what it, if you desire that digital transition, as we discussed, the consequence of that desire is you need to uh, uh, in, uh, invest in the basic infrastructure. That's the message. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We need to do, because as I said, it's not any more expensive to do it, but this willingness is future. Do, do the governments do think of the future, you know, Latin America has been for the last 15 years at the highest point of uh, GDPs, uh, the most innovator countries, the most, uh, you know, countries that were really successful. Latin America has been successful for 10, 20 years. I mean, um, in really going into business, investment, uh, foreign investment enormously. But do we 
did our authorities invest in education, in getting technology, transfer of technology? They were interesting in educating the citizens. They were interesting in improving the systems, uh, the government system, the digital systems. Did, uh, I mean, they have done nothing, really. I'm very sorry for Latin America. I'm, I'm very, I mean, I'm Latin American, I'm Peruvian. I'm really, really upset with that because everybody was saying that countries need to invest in the future. And authorities, they never heard about this. And uh, Latin America, Spain had the, the, the today because together with COVID, we have problems, a lot of problems because economies are going really bad. Mm -hmm. And of course, we will be uh, laid down in technologies. And, uh, and this is it's a big problem. And it's not only a problem for emerging countries and for developing countries, it's a problem for you, for you developed countries. Because if you start to see that the digital divide increase so much, it's like in the vaccination, the rich countries have all the vaccine, but not the, the poor countries. And then the problem is the, the virus, they, they, they fly in aeroplanes, they go, I mean, they will, will never solve the problem if, if emerging countries are not part of the, of the whole process. The same in, in, in digitalization. If, we, if, if the digital divide start to grow more and more, the problem is not only for emerging countries, it's also for, develop, for developed countries. So I think developed countries need to, need to be more accountable about the, this, you know, just the idea that you cannot live it like that. Let's say in, in healthcare, mm -hmm. on, during the last year, the last two years during the COVID, you imagine how healthcare has been developed in developed countries, how the world has moved, how all of the new technology have been developed. Everything is going about 20 years of development. But what happened with emerging countries? They don't have the budget, they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the systems. They are completely left out. And that is not possible. It's not possible for the whole world. It's not only for us. It's for the whole world need to be aware that if that continues to grow, we will have a big problem, really. Because we've been fighting for the last with the United Nations, UNESCO, and all the organizations involved about how to reduce digital divide. Suddenly exploded in only two years. But all the work done has been really back up, in fact. So we need to think, meeting, developing countries, emerging countries who develop to see, find out how the solution, the only way is to, to dialogue, to sit together, to see how can we transfer the knowledge. In healthcare, we need to transfer the knowledge because internet is not only for, today internet is not only for education, for um, transfer information, etc. It's about saving lives. Internet has, has really helped to save lives in many countries. China, uh, even Peru, we had these uh, um, extensions of, um, of hospitals to be able to, you know, to have doctors uh, um, uh, virtually and uh, helping that the, the hospitals were not collapsed. I mean, internet has really saved lives. So then we cannot 
take it anymore. I'm really calling for a, a really big meeting. We need to meet developed and developed countries to talk about this transfer of knowledge. Otherwise, uh, I think we'll have many problems very soon because by this virus is not the last, the last virus will happen. We may have other problems in the future. Emerging countries are not prepared for that. Very interesting to make that link between the development of digital technologies and uh, the health of the planet as a whole. And you made a good point that it is related, it is connected. Um, and I know you uh, just last December, you published a paper without uh, version six, uh, there's no digital transformation in healthcare. Uh, this is then the, the context uh, you've uh, written that paper, the need for, you could say, to hold uh, uh, say emerging countries uh, accountable, please invest in the technology, but also uh, hold uh, developed countries uh, accountable to share their knowledge uh, for society as a whole, because it is connected. It is connected. It is really connected. And it's, if, you, if we talk about accountability, it's not only um, developing countries which are really um, lacking of that, but developing developed countries sometimes they just grow, they, they do things without thinking of the consequences. And today the virus has really um, shown all the um, deficiency of systems in, in Latin America, in Asia, even in developed countries. I mean, France as one of the countries has the, the hospital has been attacked by, uh, by hackers. Uh, they attack uh, hospitals, clinics. They call, uh, today they are attacking cities in Switzerland. There are about two or three cities that were uh, attacked and they were completely stopped, uh, you know, during the, during the, the COVID. And uh, of course, if you have to pay money or not to pay money, even developed countries are not really uh, they're not conscious about they need a solution. And uh, um, <clears throat> so I think, uh, but especially for me, it's a big thing. Uh, that's where I'm going uh, very strong into <clears throat> healthcare because I think uh, healthcare has saved my lives in my country. And I know that for sure. And uh, with technology, but <clears throat> that is not understood by everybody. But in the other way, when I see the, the systems are being built during COVID in China. I mean, building a hospital in four days or five days, I don't know, um, build, uh, having all the systems on artificial intelligence for detecting the virus and uh, you know, helping doctors not to lose uh, uh, time with some of, the, uh, some of the clients, but also uh, putting more efforts into, into COVID. And this has been happening thanks to technology. So, uh, but then I, when I always think uh, in Peru, we, we know near to that. I mean, uh, so how can we get this new, new technology, new doctor? Because today I think uh, in, in many countries, the healthcare has been become really a business. Uh, and that is very dangerous as well because uh, um, they try, I mean, there's a lot of systems are coming out now, but uh, why not to share this information with emerging countries? Are we going to continue lacking always and, and, and seeing that the, 
the knowledge is there, but it's not being shared. I mean, it's not just money. It's not just money. It's, today, knowledge is even more important than investment, really. Got that. Rosa, um, a couple of last questions from my side, because you've made a very powerful statement why the world should think about investing in uh, version six, because we need that internet. Um, well, first of all, by the way, what what is there any low hanging fruit to get there? Is there any is, is there a quick fix in your uh, in your mind which we can make people aware of? Can you? <laughs> oh, can, no, is there a is there a quick and easy solution we can implement? Yes, I think so. I think so because, uh, uh, as I said before, all the systems, computers, routers, interfaces are ready for IPv6, the point is just to switch. But you cannot just switch to IPv6, you need a planification, you need to, to do um, uh, training, you need to uh, share the knowledge again, because uh, it's very funny, but uh, in, in my country, especially in the, in the public area, um, there haven't been really a lot of investment for, for uh, entities to move to IPv6. Uh, and I know a small, a small entity which has uh, four very young engineers, they, they always been thinking of IPv6. They decided to get the, the um, uh, you know, the training by online, not to have the trainers because they didn't have the money because they did, they, the boss didn't know about, they wanted to do this. They did everything uh, available, like, uh, you know, having the domain name, having the, the, uh, the, um, the numbers, the IPv6 numbers, etc. And they decided them, I mean, without even telling the boss, because they saw the boss is not going to understand what is IPVC and what they do for. And they did it. I mean, well, actually, they actually contacted the boss. The boss was very excited. I mean, uh, very excited about the idea, especially because it was a very low-cost solution. This organization of about 100 people uh, in Peru, which are, you know, in all the regions in Peru, now they are in IPv6. So that proves perhaps the system is not, I mean, I'm trying to get people, uh, engineers, to help them to, ex, to uh, really uh, test the system and everything is right because they, they, they did have a very low cost solution. But this proof that when you want something, you can do it, even with a very low cost solution. You don't need to have a, a training uh, for $50,000 or $100,000. Perhaps you can start it slow, small. But for that, we need uh, organizations to, to sum or to add to this uh, system. For example, we have the, um, I mean, institutions in Peru, uh, uh, the chambers of commerce, I don't know, any organization could, could help that, you know, the cities or the small entities, the small companies to do the movement. What, you know, if you're small, it will be easier. But you need the knowledge, of course, you need really to train. Not everybody will do it like, like the example yeah. I'm saying. But it's not, I mean, if you want, you can do things, really. I'm trying to speak with organizations, entities, people, government. But uh, when I talk to governments, I always say, I'm sorry, I don't talk to your engineers. I don't talk because they know already the advantage. It's you who need to know the advantage. We so need really to do that. 
Yeah, so, so Rosa, you've, well, you've definitely in this discussion opened my eyes what the importance and the impact is to moving to version six. Because uh, I must admit, I also, I see the digital transition or the wish for a digital transition. And I think you made it abundantly clear that we do need to work on the basic infrastructure. Otherwise, we're not going to get there. So it's also about education on all levels that we understand what we need to do. So I want to thank you very much for bringing that point across, because once we um, invest in that very fundamental infrastructure, we can provide an internet for all and hopefully also lead to developing, uh, keep on developing an accountable system. So I want to thank you for sharing your thoughts and your passion on that topic. Thank you very much. But actually, it's not only IPv6, artificial intelligence, blockchain, IoT, also need this. Uh, I mean, they need infrastructure, but they need the, the training. They need everything exactly the same way. But you cannot build your, your house if you don't have the infrastructure. Is that, for me, is really important, so important today. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing that. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me. Eh? <laughs>